from the wicked awesome DRS ATL Atlanta studio right here in Roswell, Georgia. Waheed Gomes at the technology, owner of the studio, executive producer extraordinaire, and my good friend. I'm just super stoked to have Ethan Singer in the studio. Ethan is a passionate 21-year-old Metro Atlanta-based singer-songwriter and third generation. Get your head around that. We're going to talk about that. Guitarist who is fully immersed in his music career. Ethan, welcome. Thanks for having me. Man. Welcome to the vibe, you. man. I'm glad to be here. I'm feeling the vibes already. Man. I love it. I love that. <laughs> the shirt couldn't be vibe here. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be able to see it. But no, it no, because it's just amazing. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And you've got your uh, Wheeler shirt on. You're, yes, uh, I do. Kurt Wheeler. Kurt Wheeler. Fellow local musician. He's yeah. offered um, to mentor me and many other young uh, musicians who are kind of nice, newer, newish to the scene. So, yeah. yeah, he's a real cool dude. We played a gig together. And he, he gave you a shirt. With, yeah, he hooked me up with this shirt. And as uh, Ethan said, a dude can never have too many t-shirts. Absolutely. Or too many, in Ethan's case, too many black t-shirts. I love black t-shirts. <laughs> Absolutely. So Ethan, for your fans that are growing in leaps and bounds, the way we roll Ride the Vibe is we like to tell them to sit back in the comfort of an environment of their choosing. Now it could be on a float out on the river or out on the on, a, on nice. a lake. That'd be nice. And then get a beverage of their choice, right? And then enjoy this podcast. In the studio, we're featuring a little drink mate, which is uh, sparkling water. And uh, drink mate is the carbonate anything drink maker. They're out of Michigan uh, and they are a very innovative company. So cheers to drink mate. Cheers. I'm drinking it right now. It's yeah. Good. Let's see. Ah. So if you, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? So if you're looking for a way to get off uh, all that uh, sugar sweetened beverage, which is not good for you, think about a drink mate. It's a little uh, device just sits on the counter, and uh, you you know it's got a little carbonation um, a canister, and you just inject carbonation in any beverage you want. Oh, I think I've I think I've yeah. seen this before. So you I've sparkle them up. Some of my friends uh, they would have that at their house that they could like yeah. kind of turn any drink into exactly. a soda almost. Yeah. yeah. And so much, much better for you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're drinking that, and then we're going to play uh, four songs off your self-titled EP. Yes. Now, we're not going to play them in their entirety, because we want folks to go out and download them. Please, or please. buy them or something. Pay this guy some it's money, everywhere. Matt. It's everywhere. <laughs> I will definitely take your money. <laughs> so he's uh, EthanSingerMusic.com, and that's his tagline for social media. But his website and social media, you can find uh, his upcoming show dates and his yes. EPK and some photos and cool stuff. And hopefully this uh, show will reside there at some point in time. Absolutely. So, Ethan, I got to ask you out of the gate, third generation. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. So, um, on my dad's side, uh, his father, my grandfather, was a, a jazz guitar player. Um, and so, my dad was raised on music, uh, kind of just like I was. Yeah. And my dad really got into like kind of the 80s hair scene. I know when he was super young, like 13, 14, he and his neighborhood buddies, they would like uh, look in the Kiss books and learn uh, how to play Kiss songs yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And then uh, that moved towards like Van Halen yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and he was, he played in his own band. Uh, they toured all the time, all over the place. Yeah. Um, Original stuff or do you do covers they, primarily? They, um, they were doing uh, original stuff and covers. They had, yeah. uh, they released one album. I was born into a musical family yeah. and yeah. I, it was just kind of just destiny for me to pick up a guitar. So yeah. I had, I remember I had a, like a, a Derek trucks, right? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can't not I be. Had a toy, I had like a toy guitar in my hand. There's like a picture of me when I'm like two years old, yeah, I saw, one years old. I saw yeah. Some of those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about, is your granddaddy still alive? Uh, no, both of my grandfathers on uh, both sides have passed away, but uh, they're big influences in my life. Yeah. Uh, just for 
how to be a man. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. So they they were around for a long enough time for yeah, you. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, on my mom's side, uh, her parents, we were we were at their house on the weekends like all the time. Yeah. My dad working, my mom, uh, and so yeah. So yeah. I definitely had a strong relationship with them on both sides. Yeah. What? Uh, so your grandfather with his jazz, who was who did he? You know, who um, some honestly, of his. I know he liked BB King a lot. Yeah, uh, but outside of that, which he's more blues. Yeah, but outside of that, I'm not too terribly sure because. Or a bit of trivia, Riley B King was his given name. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and then BB. Yeah, I I uh, did not know that either. Yeah, well, now, just now I it. do. And <laughs> now I do. Now you all out there in uh, Ride the Vibe Land know it. Yeah. Riley B. King. I wonder where the second B came from if his first name starts with an R. Probably just, you know, to make it an alliteration, a cool yeah. alliteration. Yeah. So your granddaddy liked him on the blue side. And then how about on the jazz? Did he have any jazz players that he uh, really... Off the top of my head, I have... I'm not sure whose yeah. influences were in all yeah. honesty. But so. not... Didn't... Uh, res- jazz didn't resonate with you as much as um, well, the rock I mean, and roll. Honestly, Honestly, uh, I wouldn't say traditional jazz, but there's yeah. been some artists that will inf- uh, infuse jazz and blues playing into like like pop songs yeah. or like hip hop songs or what, whatever the genre may be. Yeah. Um, and in terms of that style of playing, just from a guitar playing standpoint, like I, I do enjoy it. So, yeah. Because I would say a lot of the stuff that I play is like uh, when I'm sitting down, just noodling around is kind of like. Uh, blue scales like yeah. jazz licks in there and stuff yeah. like that. So I do like that that melodic feel with uh, with guitar playing for sure. And guitar was that that was the instrument. I mean, you got your toy guitar at two. Yeah. It wasn't a drum or keyboard or yeah. sax or it was, it was guitar right out the gate. Right out yeah. the gate. I had um I had a love for drums when I was young. I had a drum kid that my parents would let me beat around on all the time. Yeah. Um, and recently I've just gotten into playing piano and I'm like really, really liking it. I definitely want to put out some, <laughs> F- put out some of my own music with, uh, with piano stuff. So, yeah. I just watched as probably a lot of people did, uh, some stuff on Charlie Watts, God rest his soul. And, uh, Charlie, this particular interview, he was talking about any parent of a drummer <laughs> yeah, has a special place in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they don't have like good insulation in their house. Yeah. That, Cause he said be... nothing worse than someone starting out playing drums that doesn't know what the heck they're doing. He <laughs> said, I don't know how to play the bass drum now. You know, he's being very modest. This yeah. was in 93 on a, on some show I'm watching uh, or re rewatching. And he said, I didn't, I don't know how to play the bass drum now, but back when I was first starting, I yeah. didn't know how to play it at yeah, all. Definitely. So my parents were saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My parents, my, my, I was super lucky um, to have my mom be as tolerable as she was with me because I would playing through loud guitar amps, banging on drums, yeah. plugging in a PA and singing through a PA like I'm playing to a stadium. And <laughs> you already had it envisioned. Oh, uh, yeah, from day one, man. Yeah. Like I've, I've always performing live is definitely one of my favorite things to do. I was yeah. really captivated by music at a young age, uh, yeah. like artists like. Uh, I remember the first the first music that I would listen to ever at like four or five. Some of the earliest memories I have was a uh, Green Day's American Idiot. It was a Foo Fighter album. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um. And then uh, U2's How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. Oh, yeah. And then Van Halen and Journey. So that yeah. was kind of what I was rocking with when I was a little Yum. little kid. Uh, now, did you, my parents would your parents say, I mean, it's always, you know, nurture versus nature or the, kind of, or the combination. Did you just come out of the womb like that? Was that, or, I mean, you have the influence of three generations or two, you know, two generations ahead of you, but uh, out of the womb or, or, or a combination? I would say uh, out of the womb definitely had something to do with it. Cause like my mom sings and she was real heavy, like heavy into just being a music listener. Yeah. Uh, same thing for my dad. He was a musician yeah. and loved all these, uh, these great artists and what a time to grow up for music anyways. Right. Um, but through my own exploration, I definitely think I still would have, would have found Done it music anyways. And yeah. Yeah. Just in your DNA. And then, then you come into an environment where you're immersed in it. Mm-hmm. So it's got yep. the, Wow. Well, I think we, you've queued it up beautifully. We need to hear a I'm one glad, night. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> which is off your self-titled, right? Yes. It's a EP debut. Yes. The first, uh, first, first original music I've ever le- released. So. I love it. Well, it's great stuff. So let's cue that up if we could, Waheed. <laughs> Thank you. 
Killer. That's One Night. First original song by Ethan Singer. And YMX, Your Music Experience. London, UK, y'all, says the opening track and lead single of the EP is One Night, which starts the project with beautifully chorused guitar before the bass and drums enter, driving the track forward. Ethan's voice is immediately captivating with a warm and rich tone, quite literally to die for. That is a very nice article. I love that praise. Very cool. And then if that wasn't enough, Ethan, I mean, (laughs) you know, not to get the the big cabase here, but I mean, the other side reviews, they say Ethan Singer uses warm, mature vocals and engaging guitar lines to captivate with his single One Night. The track blends a number of melodic elements for an enjoyable sonic experience. The power of the vocal performance and guitar lines will make you think Singer is much older than his. They said 20 years, but now just 21. turned 21, yeah, man. Yeah. So he can drink. Yes, I can. <laughs> Legally. Yes, I was, I was informed that my uh, my sparkling water was almost spiked before he came in here. I told him I wouldn't have been mad at it, but it is a <laughs> but, little early. But he told us that he's a whiskey drinker. So uh, Cat, Cathead, we've turned him on to Old Soul. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, in a verbal way. We haven't uh, shared any, but we've suggested he go out and find some Old Soul. So how? talk about how... The UK, London, how, uh, how did they come to it? Um, so we, when I did the, I did this whole EP with my, with my dad. So fortunately, um, he, he has a studio in his basement and he's, and he knows a lot about production yeah. and engineering and recording and stuff like that. Um, from his days as a musician and yes, doing his album. Yes. And even, even after he wasn't really a musician anymore, he would still kind of work on yeah. stuff and like, uh, just songs and stuff like that. But, um, so we, once we put out this EP, uh, we went through this website. I cannot remember what this website is, but yeah. essentially it kind of sends out your, uh, your music to the masses for like movie commercials, yeah. uh, TV commercials, soundtracks, uh, just, and, and all these, all these, uh, sources of media outlets that, that write articles and stuff. Yeah. And they, uh, they listened to it and they picked it up and the article that they wrote as, as you read is yeah. Like, it's super awesome, man. So, wow. I so love yeah, and that. all the way out in London too. Yeah. So that's pretty that's pretty unbelievable to think that I have some recognition internationally. Yeah. At so, twenty one years old, yeah. man. You know? <laughs> you'll be going over there like the Beatles came be, here. You know, you'll be be Ethan Singer yep. coming to London. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> well, talk a little bit about this song. This was the first song you wrote. Talk about your you know, your creative process, how you get inspired, how this song got inspired, if you would. So uh, this whole first EP um, was written, half half of it was written in my, uh, in the basement when I was living in my dad's house. Yeah. And then the other half was written uh, in my apartment that uh, me and my sister share now. Yeah. So this first song, One Night, uh, I had the, the guitar riff that you hear in the intro. Yeah. I had that for a while. I had wrote a couple different verses over it. Uh, wasn't sure where I wanted to take it in terms of the context of the lyrics and stuff and the mm-hmm. melody. So I was just kind of feeling it out. And then one day I just, uh, instead of, because oh, I overthink my songwriting process uh, a lot from uh, a lyrical standpoint. Yeah. Um. So I just kind of was just in in the basement of my dad's house, just mm-hmm. kind of, I had the guitar riff on a loop going over and over again. And I just kind of just started writing and then that verse came out and I just, I thought I had a great pop feel and it was a, yeah. uh, and it's like a, it has like a powerful move to it, which I thought would be a great opener for yeah. like an opening track. So yeah. for people that have never heard me, I kind of wanted to come in strong instead of try to suck them in with something <laughs> slower because that's kind of, especially in like today's society, I yeah. feel like it'd be something harder to digest. But yeah, like, so yeah, I went with that song that had a strong groove to it and I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out. I love it. Well, it's outstanding. So you, you uh, perform either solo or with a full band, talk about uh, your bandmates when you do perform with a full band, if you would, Ethan. Uh, Yeah, performing with a band, I mean, I love playing solo, but performing with a band is awesome because you get to share that energy on stage with other people, especially with dudes that you're friends with. Um, So I've been uh, playing with this this band recently, we're called Blind Jive. Um, Say it again? It's Blind Jive. A lot of people think it's Drive, but it's it's actually Blind Jive. Okay. Um, so we're relatively new. We got a few gigs coming up. What's uh, cool about it is uh, the guitar player uh, for the band. I play guitar and there's another guitar player yeah. as well. But um, 
me and him actually used to go to the School of Rock together in uh, Buckhead back in like the early, early days. Uh, so from like 2008 to 2012 when yeah. I was when I was there. So I met him when I was like seven years old and yeah. I knew him until I was like 10 or 11. And uh, we, I mean, we followed each other on social media yeah. years later when we were in high school and stuff. But uh, he lived co- in a completely different town as me. Yeah. And uh, one day when I was working my job at uh, Publix, he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of his band. Um, and I uh, showed up for rehearsal and I, I played with them and they were some really, really killer musicians. Yeah. And I was real, real happy with how it turned out and we all liked each other. Yeah. So, so yeah, now we're booking gigs and we're playing shows. Uh, mm-hmm. We're only... We're only doing covers right now, but it's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun so far. Four, so four piece drums, bass, and then two guitar. Five piece, actually. Oh, five. So okay. uh, I'm on guitar and vocals. Yeah. Uh, then Max on uh, lead guitar, uh, Micah on keys, Taylor on drums. Now Max. Oh, oh, Max Bittner is his uh, is his name. Who used to be with No Solutions. Oh, his dad. His dad plays with No Solution. Yeah. 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 And and Micah on keyboard yeah micah micah mcclain on keyboard was also in no solutions yeah, i believe yeah yeah oh okay i've had max on the show oh you have yeah that's crazy yeah man. yeah he's a he's a fantastic guitar he's player, very man. cool guitarist yeah. and yeah. mike on the keyboard yep. very awesome on the keyboard. so that's your new band with blind jo- is blind job yes oh look at that well yeah. big shout out to max bittner <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to text him <laughs> when we get off of here that's hilarious oh my gosh <laughs> that is too cool yeah because i had uh, thought maybe they were going to come out with a no solutions album yeah because i saw them at the chattahoochee nature center yeah that's yeah. how i connected I think with them to be playing there soon actually, oh yeah okay in September, yeah wow very good yeah. what a small little world here Absolutely. and then so you got max um you got um, Micah on Micah, keys. Yep. Uh, my my drummer for a band that I used to play in, um, uh, Taylor Chester. He's playing drums with us. Okay. And then uh, my buddy, who's also he's like one of my best friends, my producer. Uh, he did this new song that I have coming out. Okay. Um, but Woody Airwood will be playing bass yeah. with us for these next couple gigs. So. Now, No Solutions had a female bass player. Yes. That went up to Boston. She's very. Yeah. She's yeah. not a very smart girl. <laughs> Went to like MIT or something. I'm being facetious. Don't I, sue me. I, don't I, don't I stalk even, me down. Man, I got a high school diploma, so I got no room to talk. Yeah, and of course I was being very tongue in cheek because she's yeah, very yeah. very bright. Or I think it's MIT. I don't know. Some one of those. Yeah, G- Harvard. G- you yeah, know, one, I think it is Harvard. It is Harvard. Yeah, oh, okay, one of those genius crazy. schools. Yeah. yeah. But the base were gone. So wow. Well, I think we ought to queue up if we could. Why he'd say, "Get me out of here, out of trouble." Something inside. Off of Ethan Singer's my favorite track off the EP, by the way. Oh, look at that. All right, we're going to talk about that. Stand waiting for something I ain't chasing anymore, and it's hard to ignore. Desperately fading, more time wasted, and I'm on the floor. Can't take much more. There is something inside that's running out now. Can't seem to figure it My whole life for an empty conclusion. What am I doing with all the tools in my hand? Couldn't make it then. Now the ignorance is bruising, and I'm hopelessly pursuing. Well, at least I'm being honest now. Now the words are finally coming out. 
Silicon Ride, the vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing some killer music from Ethan Singer. And uh, Reverb Nation says of this song, Something Inside, his vocals are beautiful. There's a strong resonance about his voice that's so evocative. Oh, my God, these words. I'm, they're, they're testing the last two yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they show me that I got a word well, bank and not a vocabulary. Well, yeah. well Max graduated, or um, <laughs> Ethan graduated from high school. I graduated from Boulder, not much better in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the melody is so pretty also. The whole song is gorgeous, actually. The lyrics are creative and interesting, and it's his voice that makes, quote-unquote, the song through haunting and really sticks in your head and very distinct and different. I'd love to hear a whole album by him. Wow. That's, yeah. I love that. Well, you're going to, you, Reverb Nation, you can hear an EP. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got four out and another one on the way, man. So talk about this song and what a great uh, compliment from Reverb. So um, this one was kind of, it's kind of the same deal for me a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, usually, uh, the almost in every case, the music will come first when I write a song. Um, especially when I have, when I write something that has sort of like a unique sound to it, like it's instead of just, uh, any old chord progression, like the riff that I'm playing on the guitar, like I know when, when I go to the studio, that will still be the main riff instead of having other uh, instruments to come around and yeah. assist it. So, um, I had, I had the, those chords for that song, uh, for so long and I just didn't know what to do with it. I wanted to really sit down and write a song that I feel like would uh, melodically and lyrically would really fit the vibe yeah. of, the, of the music and kind of carry it and give it and deliver that impact that it had. And um, I had one of those rare cases where I just had like a, a, a strong feeling of ins inspiration at the time. And I, uh, I sat down on my couch in my apartment to write it. Um, and it just, I, it came out in about 20, 25 minutes. And I was, and in terms of lyrically, I was really, really happy with it because yeah. I wanted to be, I kind of like lyrics that are more, abstract and uh you got to infer a little bit more and do a little bit more digging to kind of yeah. figure out what it means and inst instead of kind of just like saying exactly yeah. what it is so so yeah i was i was re definitely really really proud of that one i, I love that one now i, I was a bit, bit surprised that you had a favorite you know because yeah. like birth or you know like with the kids the mom doesn't have the dad doesn't have a favorite you know yeah, i love yeah. them all well they say so, that but yeah you know. <laughs> Well, you clearly, you're, you were not the favorite. Your sister was the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> so uh, why is this one? I mean, if you, you teed it up a little bit why it was your favorite, but kind of flush it out a little bit um, more. I mean, I don't want to give away what it is about, uh, especially because I'd like people to listen to it and take yeah. like, their own yeah, thing from absolutely. it. But uh, definitely because of, it's, it's sim simply because of, it's got that haunting sound, like yeah. they, like Reverb Nation said. It's yeah. a, that's that nostalgic feel. Yeah, is something that I like a lot. Um, and just uh, what it is about and the way I conveyed it. Yeah, I, I just I, I really like how it turned out. Yeah, so. I love it. Well, it's a great song. So you you touched on it, but when did you start really writing? When, I mean, you you got the guitar, the play yeah. guitar too, but when did you start to then? go, man, I got to put some stuff down on paper. I, I first started um, when I realized that I wanted to be a musician yeah. uh, for a living at about uh, 16. Yeah. Um, I, once I started playing, going to open mics yeah. and, um, and playing competitions and stuff, I wasn't really gigging yet. But uh, then 17, 18, I started to realize that like, in order for this to be sustainable, like, why not build my own career playing sure. my own original music? Yeah. Um, and I was drawing a lot of inspiration from artists that I looked up to at the time. Um, so I remember I wrote my very first song when I was 17, maybe yeah. 18, which yeah. is pretty, which is pretty late for, for as long as I've been playing music to not even think about songwriting or even really right. do it until then. But, uh, but yeah, so I wrote my first song at 17, 18, uh, I wrote a handful more, uh, from, uh, time on until I was 19. Yeah. And then once I was uh, 19 going on 20, I started to get a little bit better at it. And those four songs that are on the uh, EP yeah. came within that window of me being like 19 to 20 years old. So. I love it. Man, we have such a future ahead of you. So we're going to take just a short break to support a sponsor very near and dear to my heart. That would be DRSATL because it wouldn't be a ride the vibe without Waheed's generosity. We're going to be right back with some more music from Ethan Singer's debut EP. Awesome. 
DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. We're back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ. And uh, having a great conversation with Ethan Singer. Wise beyond his 21 years. Well, thank you, man. That's very generous. <laughs> so I want to talk about, uh, come back to the Atlanta School of Rock. Talk yeah. about that experience and that program and, you know, just flush that out, if you will. Champion that a so, little bit. So, um, you, man, this was such a, such a long time ago. Yeah. But I just remember being uh, seven years old. I was in the back of my mom's car. Um, and she already, she had already told me about the program and what it was. Uh, and we were leaving, uh, my sister's gymnastics practice at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I was going in for my first lesson. That would be the favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> the next day I went in for my, uh, first lesson. They kind of showed me what it was about, what they do there. Yeah. Um, one of the, the instructors there, Greg Lee, who actually, plays bass for yacht rock so i was oh, in, no i was in really good company yeah, at, at a young yeah, age yeah um he was uh he would just ask me to play him what i know and i remember i played the crazy train riff uh yeah. you really got me and sweet child of mine and i remember the first first lesson he just wanted me to be able to tap my foot in time while i was playing it at the same time wow and that's kind of all we focused on but yeah um Starting but yeah, with man. literally the basics yeah yeah so it was kind of it was kind of like ground zero because before then it was just the only thing I had learned was just kind of just through my own exploration. Um, and that's where you met Max. Yes, at School of Rock. Yeah, and we oh, were okay. we were both eight nine years old. So, I'll be darned. Now I'm 21 and he's 20. So it's yeah. crazy to think about that. So you it, it, that was a um, summer thing or it was it's a, a, it's a it was a year round thing. So uh, what essentially they would put a, they would come up with these posters of these set lists of like two or three different shows and you could sign up to be a part of whichever one you wanted, depending on what music you would like. More. Yeah. Like there'd be like a guitar God show yeah. and like a Southern rock show or something like that. Just speaking hypothetically. Yeah. Um, and for you, and I would go to these private lessons and they would assign you these songs, whether I was singing them yeah. or whether I was playing a guitar on them. Um, so I would learn my songs with my instructor. And then on Saturdays, all these kids would come together. Um, and we would have band rehearsals and the instructors would like, they would run it like a football practice almost. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they were like really on schedule and yeah. they would be calling the song and you're supposed to know if you're on that song, you got to be in there to rehearse. Yeah. And, um, this was an after school program that you did? Or uh, you, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I would do my private lessons on Thursday yeah. at nighttime and yeah. then, uh, Saturday mornings I would do, I would have, uh, the, the rehearsals with everybody. Wow. So, and then you got to go out and gig, you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. So, offline? so we would rehearse, uh, we would rehearse those, uh, set lists that we had. Yeah. And then every two months we would go out and we would play and we would play, we'd play Friday night and we'd play Saturday night. Um, as Before far as, as, live far as audiences. I can remember. Yes. For live audiences, wow. which mostly consisted of our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, like kids doing sports, yeah, pretty much, yeah, same, absolutely, pretty absolutely, much yeah. the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool, man. Like yeah. I got to play at like before I was. 11 years old, I played at places like uh, Five Spot, Vinyl, yeah. The Dark Horse, uh, Center Stage, Variety Playhouse. Wow. All these like super, super cool places that I yeah. wish I was playing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys hear that out yeah. there? You got to have Ethan back, man. I'll open up for you, man. Take me on tour with you. <laughs> you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't appear that you you would have, but any nervousness when you were any, any stage... Right. Uh, the only time I would have stage fright is because I'm a big procrastinator and I wouldn't know, maybe I wouldn't know like a couple lines to a song or uh, I'd be, or there'd be like the bridge section of a song. I'm like, okay, am I supposed to go to E or an A minor here? Yeah. Or what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really, in terms of stage fright, I really don't have it. I mean, there, there are some cases though, like, uh, I used to do, 
uh, music, like songwriting competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. And you show up and I mean, you got 15 minutes to play your songs and it right. was just, just the, just everything around the performance put like would put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. And, and that, and that would give me a lot of nerves. So yeah. I don't, I don't do those much, uh, too often anymore. Interesting. But outside of that, like all the gigs that I play, it's just, I mean, I'm real comfortable doing it. Yeah. So. And a lot, a number of different artists have said they like being in a band because they have the kind of that support system around. Yes, them, around yeah. you know. But you go both. You go solo and band, so no trepidation, obviously, about going out solo. Yeah, yep. solo is definitely. Uh, that's primarily what I do as well. Because I, I, every every weekend this summer, I've been playing solo. Um, and now that uh, I've been playing with Blind Jive. Uh, we're starting to sprinkle in yeah. uh, band shows as well, which are which are great. I love playing full band. That's what, uh, rock music is what got me into music in yeah. the first place. So I'm reading uh, Greg Allman's My Cross to Bear, okay. uh, his autobiography, and he talks about being. He's very shy, yeah. shy guy, and talks about having nervousness you know, when he, he did solo stuff. Uh, yeah, because he had, had so he was so comfortable in the band environment, mm-hmm. but then gets out the solo thing and it's yeah. like oh boy oh. it's out of his element yeah you're very yeah, out of I, his element yeah. kind of interesting well let's queue up if we could love gets me nowhere which is the third track off of this outstanding ep release is a very well-executed pop rock by an American singer-songwriter, Ethan Singer, who we have on the show. You all right? I'm right here. (laughs) He's here, live (laughs) in the studio. The highlight for the beautiful and well-poised voice of Ethan, who conducts the music with pop mastery, oh my gosh, inspired by artists like John Mayer, Goo Goo Dolls, Ethan was born in Woodstock, Georgia. Ethan's an artist who is ready for the market. His music is light but stronger and hits the listener in a certain way. It's pop and it's very well crafted. I'd like to hear more about Ethan's music. And that's Brian Productions Booking. Yeah, I think that I think that's a great description of it. It's light, but it's it's still powerful yeah. at the same time. That's, like that's that. how I, 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 yeah. You didn't give him those words, did you? <laughs> no, but I, <laughs> but I they're mean, right on. Yeah, right, right, they are. They are. Right I love it. I'll great. take them and use them for myself. Yeah, <laughs> great stuff. So, talk about you know, it's as a young artist, and you know, the music industry just shift in sand, yeah, right? I is. mean, it's so crazy, and then we throw in this other craziness and blah blah blah. Talk about you know your decision to do an EP versus an album versus singles. I mean, how, what's the thought process there? So, um, it, honestly, there really was no thought press. Uh, 
thought process with it. It was kind of just a shot in the dark at first. Yeah. Um, I knew I had these handful of songs that I was uh, confident enough to release. Um, yeah. And I was having good success playing the gigs that I was playing around town, yeah. kind of building a, a name for myself and a platform. So I since I had those songs I'd, and the tools to record, I definitely thought it was time to get something out. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to release more than just one song. Yeah. Um, so people could have more than one thing to listen to. Yeah. So I decided to release that EP um, and put those four songs on it uh, that didn't have enough songs for an album at the time. Yeah. Um, but now, honestly, from a, a marketing standpoint for, for the next good while, I'll be le releasing my music in singles from here on out. Interesting. Sure. And is yeah. that just because people's attention span is Absolutely. less than that of a goldfish? Yeah. And so you want to give them one and then give them another? And Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, honestly, I heard some uh, some good advice on the internet, um, yeah. like all young kids do. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was uh, watching a TikTok, actually, and yeah. it was this... Uh, and I don't even... The last DJ doesn't even know what a TikTok <laughs> is. <laughs> is that the thing you put in your... Is, is that what you put world, in your man. mouth? Or that's a tick <laughs> something or other? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. But I was watching this video of uh, this... I can't remember who the musician was, but uh, essentially he was just saying to release music in singles because... Mm -hmm. um, like if you spend a whole bunch of time putting together an album or an EP when you mm. don't really have like a strong fan base mm. or presence um, and you only have one real opportunity to market it. And then if it, if it flops, yeah. then that six months to a year that you spent making that album, like is, yeah. is kind of gone out the window. So right. uh, you can release, instead you can release it in singles and that yeah. way you're putting something new out once a month, once every two months and yeah. you can promote that and, and just keep going, keep going, keep going with it. With the EP, do you have a physical copy of it, or is uh, it all was, just? I wanted to get some made. I, yeah. I I never really got around to it. Yeah, um, just to have it because it's the first. It's the first. It's the first, it's the only thing and the first thing that I've ever made. Right. So it'd be cool to have that physically. Yeah. But, um. Uh. But it is on every digital platform. Okay. Like every any single one that you can think of, it's yeah. there. So okay. And EthanSingerMusic.com is the website to yep. go to for show dates and talk about a couple show dates maybe that you want to feature either yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. Blind Jive or with uh, you solo or or both. You can do yeah. both. Ethan. So um, September first, I'll be playing at Table Twenty in Cartersville. Okay. Um, That's a solo show. Yes, nice. that'll be a solo show. Okay. Uh, September third, I'll be playing down in the Vinings at a One Hundred One Steak. It's oh, a nice. nice little steakhouse. I'll be playing that solo as well. Okay. September fourth, I'll be playing at uh, Quilusi Vineyards from from. Two to six p.m. Sorry, okay. I'm looking no, at my that's calendar. Right. Hey, right no now. worries, man. You yeah. got you can't remember them all. You got so yeah. many gigs. That's a good thing to have. I love <laughs> that is it. Any the way uh, I make my money, you got any? So. You remember any uh, blind jive that they um, could see just off the top of your? Well, head? I don't know when this comes out, but uh, Saturday we're playing uh, August 28th. That is, we're playing. Uh, okay. We're headlining the Car Cartersville Concert Summer Series. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, so we'll be playing a uh, full band. From I love it. The there's a full lineup of musicians. It goes from six to ten, but yeah. we'll be playing eight thirty to ten. And you night. think maybe uh, you mentioned that you may be back at the Chattahoochee, or at not you back, but Max and uh, um, keyboard player. Yeah, yeah, Max be, and yeah, we're uh, Micah. Micah, sorry, yeah, I was wrong, so the, we'll be back at the Nature Center. Yeah, the blind uh, blind jive. I'm almost sure we're supposed to be back up there on September twenty third. Oh, so it'll be my first time. But yeah, it'll be it's a great time. venue, y'all. If you uh, are looking for a cool place outside, I, I right have on no the idea river, what it looks like. So. Yeah, it's really hip, and uh, support the Nature Center. So talk about, um, you know, I thought this was really um, pretty special. I I have, and and we'll run a little short ad if we could, Wahid, for my foundation for premature infants. And then I want to come back and talk about Ethan's uh, philanthropic uh, work. That's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. <laughs> I'm okay, I got that out. Save me, Wahid. Save me. <laughs> Red leather. The number leather. of premature infants <laughs> born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The Foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision is to ensure that Premature Infants' Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org.
We are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, having a great conversation with Ethan Singer, the passionate 21-year-old Woodstock, Georgia uh, resident or born and raised. So right before that uh, um, commercial for my not-for-profit foundation for premature infants, we're talking about uh, the work that you've done raising money for Concert for a Cause, yeah. the Frist Foundation for Childhood Literacy, and uh, Rock uh, for Rescues. So that's, that's wise, again, beyond your years. Yeah. What, what drives that, Ethan, and why those three and, you know? Um, so I remember the, the first one for the childhood literacy. Um, I was a senior in high school. Yeah. Um, and we, in order to graduate, we had to do this senior project. Um, and so essentially what you had to do is you kind of had to pick a career pathway yeah. and we had to kind of do all these papers and PowerPoints on them and present, um, kind of how you get into the work, what you have to do for the work. Um, and just, and yeah, so I chose to be a musician cause I was, yeah. I had no idea what I would do if I didn't cho- choose to do that. Right. Um, so I ended up, um, I ended up marketing this concert uh it was a john mayer tribute concert because i was like a john mayer fanatic so yeah. i could play like every song by him under the under the yeah. sun at the time and so i uh thought reformation brewery would be a good place to do it at and mm-hmm. i ended up doing it uh at their location that they have in woodstock it's no longer uh they don't they don't sell out of there anymore i think it's just i think they just brew beer there but uh. Uh, so i i marketed it and i uh and i sold tickets to it and all the proceeds from the ticket sales went yeah. To, to the foundation. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I love that. Very cool. Then how about uh, the Concert for Cause and uh, Rock for Rescues? How'd those the come rock on for re- The Rock for Rescues was uh, was super awesome. I remember yeah. I played that um, with uh, with my old band, The Shift. Uh, my the drummer that's in our band now was yeah. a part of it. Yeah. Uh, we get to play on the stage at the Battery, and I think we were one of the one of the first bands to play. But yeah, man, oh. it was super. It was super cool playing on that stage outside yeah. of the uh, the Brave Stadium. Wow! All these dogs walking around, and I'm I'm a, I'm a dog guy for sure. Yeah, okay. So I was just I was foaming at the mouth. Yeah, all these dogs and stuff. So. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. So any uh, that are and then concert for cause. Any any memories of that or is that uh, off the top of my head? Not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Very cool. Well, let's uh, cue up "Message to You," which is the final song off your EP. Yes. If we could, Wahid. Suddenly a flash of a memory Came crashing down over me Hit me like a train, left me flattened on the floor but it made me realize a whole lot more Conclusions that seem so far away Turned out to be right next to me The denial was real and it worked for a while Until I went to the source Started it all, watched the pain after a while Only to reinforce The tone in your voice You broke your promise to me Well, I know you don't remember what you said. Nine years have gone, it's still free. Beautiful song by Ethan Singer, Message to You. Talk about that song, Ethan. That one is, uh, that's probably definitely the most personal song on the album. Ah, interesting. Um, so I remember I was uh, at working at Publix at the time, yeah. uh, the, night, the night that I wrote this song. Um, yeah. 
our shit, I would work from 2 to 11 p.m. is what the shift was scheduled as, but we'd, we'd never get out on time. Right. They don't, I was a stock clerk, so they didn't, they didn't do overnight. So we couldn't leave until everything was done. So right. sometimes we'd get out crazy, crazy late. But um, I was just kind of, in all honesty, frustrated with my manager that day. Just I would just kind of had a short temper just because of everything that we had to do and yeah. just the way he was kind of being that day. Um, and it just kind of got under my skin and it would like, it kind of, I had like, kind of like a lasting anger in a sense or just discomfort, (laughs) um, emotionally. And I was just like trying to figure out why I was, cause I was in the middle of blocking some shelves and I was just like, why is, why is this getting to me for so long? And I just kind of thought on that deeper and deeper and deeper until I kind of figured out what it was that was probably stirring all that up, which was completely unrelated to my job in the first place. Yeah. Um, so i with that inspiration, I, I was lucky enough to hold on to that inspiration for long enough because with songwriting, when those moments of yeah, inspiration come, you come for something, yeah. <laughs> they, they go really, really quickly and you right. can lose some good ideas. Right. Um, so lucky enough, I was able to hold on to that till I got home and, uh, like something inside, I wrote that song in about like, like 20 minutes and it wow. was just came. Yeah. It just, it, every line just came like, like instantly I knew what I wanted to say, which never happened. <laughs> so. so you took because the, the, the anger that you were experiencing towards yeah, your manager. Yeah, I, I, I would say frustration. Anger the, is a little, a little aggressive. Does yeah. not come through, though, in the song, because the song is... So it's somewhat like uh, the story of Clapton writing Wonderful Tonight, or, uh, yeah, Wonderful Tonight. Yeah. And he was furious with uh, Patty Harrison because she yeah. was running late, and so he channeled it into you yeah, know, a so positive like, vibe. That song doesn't have an angry feeling at all, so it's kind of more like... Uh, it's kind of like my own therapy session for myself. Yeah, right. In a sense, just kind of like writing out what, because you know, there's a lot of things that can go on in your life. Yeah, that, right. Little things that you may have to bottle up or big things that you're not really ready to deal with at the moment, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, no, that one, it felt good to get that one out for sure. For sure. Well, that's another thing I picked up from Greg's book, which I'd highly recommend, um, My Cross to Bear. Uh, he talks about writing songs as cathartic. Yep. You know, you write it, and if you had anger or you had frustration or you had this or that and you put it in the song and then that's released. It's yeah. it's just like whoosh. Yeah. Okay. And I can go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in the pa- past few years, I've like really, really gotten into singer-songwriter stuff. So in terms of like how, how deep the lyrics can go yeah. um, has been something that's intrigued me more and more as I get older. It's like I, I like songs where the lyrics like have a lot of substance in, in many, many different ways. So, yeah. So you were, uh, to the question, so what's the best music advice you ever received? You responded, uh, focus on you, what you do well, and do not compare yourself to others. People are attracted to originality, so be the best you. Yeah. Again, wise words for one. Thank you. I imagine you were, what, like 19 or uh, somewhere I mean, around? I'm not, I'm not sure when I did make that statement, but I yeah. do uh, remember my mom would tell me all the time not to, not to compare myself to others. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So wise advice. Thank you. Thank I you, love man. it. So talk about, uh, winning the voices Boston knockout round in 2018. Talk about that whole experience. That was, if you oh would. man, I got a, I got a story for you about yeah, that. Yeah. That was, um, so that one was a, a separate situation. Um, I had posted just a me playing, I think it was a John legend song. Okay. On uh, on Instagram a while back, um, and I guess I wasn't even aware of it. The Voice had come out with this new thing where you can put a hashtag on your video. It was like hashtag The Voice Knockout Round or something, and they would go through all these hashtags because um, it was essentially like a submission when you put that hashtag on your video because it all puts it in one place on Instagram. Yeah. Um. So I guess they went through all the videos to to see, and I ended up being selected for the Boston Knockout Rounds. And what it was is they took a uh, me, they, they chose four artists. It was yeah. me and three other people. Um, and they took those two artists um, and they put them head to head in like this poll. And they would, they put the clip of the video that I submitted yeah. and put the clip of the video that the other person submitted. And then everybody would go vote. So I remember um, like telling all my friends and family to go vote for me. Sure, and I had sure. everybody posting about it on Facebook. Yeah. I remember it was actually really cool. My, my high school uh, tweeted about it on their, on their page. They're like, go vote for Ethan Sanders. Oh, of course. It was, it was super cool. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My height of, Popularity and fame in high school was that for sure. But uh, <laughs> you're Andy Warhol, 15 minutes yeah, of fame. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but um, so I ended up uh, I won the poll uh, the the voting poll. Yeah. So essentially, I I get to go to their next audition uh that they're holding in Boston. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about winning that is you get to like skip like the 
first part of the audition process. Wow. So I got to, what I had to do was go in and do these three songs for these talent producers for the show. Yeah. They had like TV cameras in there, like the whole nine Whoa. yards. No like, nervousness? Uh, oh, absolutely. So super, super nervous, super nervous. So they had it like set up like, kind of like a mock set, like of what the show would look like. Yeah. Um. So you do your three songs. Originals um, or covers? Covers, covers. covers. Yeah. They um, picked or you pick? Uh, you get to pick. You get to pick. But, um, what'd you pick? What were your three? Oh man, what did I? Oh, I played Why Georgia by John Mayer. Yeah. I think I played Perfect by Ed Sheeran. And then, uh, can't remember what well, the third right. one was. No yeah. Worries. But, anyways, so, um, I did my three songs. Yeah. And if they like you, they send you to like a, an interview. It's kind of like a mock interview to see yeah. how you would perform, see if you have any stories to tell. Right. Because that's kind of a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so I went to that and then they tell you it's going to be a few months. You wait to hear back. Wow. And if you hear back from us, then that means you're going to be going out to LA to, to be a part of like the blind auditions. Yeah. Um, and even if you make it out there, you're not guaranteed to be on the show. Right. Um, right. So we heard back from them a few months later and I, I didn't make it um, yeah. to that. But just recently in 20 uh, in 2020. Yeah. Uh, the uh carrie the owner of mad life i yeah, think yeah uh she reached out to me and a few other artists because the voice they were looking for for some people that they wanted to scout out and see if they want to do on the show yeah so it was like the same thing but instead of in boston it was in nashville this time oh wow um i went straight to the executive auditions is what yeah. it's called yeah i uh, did the three songs for the talent producers just like last time uh one of the ladies that uh is one of the directors for the show she was in the room again she remembered me and everything yeah I did my three songs. They sent me to an interview again uh, this time and a couple months went by and I was working at a Publix. Yeah. <laughs> um, closing. We were, we were rewalking the store right before we got to leave and I got a call on my phone yeah. um, and it said uh, it was from LA. So I answered it and they're just uh, congratulated me and told me I'd be moving on to the next step. Um, wow. And in July, of, uh, July 5th of 2020, I flew out to LA. I'd never been to California yeah. or out of state on my own. Wow. Um, so I flew out there in the midst of COVID. Oh my um, God. I was cooped up in my hotel room for, uh, we had 10 days of isolation. We couldn't leave at all. Yeah. So my 20th birthday, I was in my hotel room, oh. just, just sitting there. My <laughs> Fire dad, for writing, yeah, I imagine. My, my dad and my mom both unintentionally sent me the same exact gift basket for my birthday. So <laughs> like Did they really? The same chocolates and oh, like yeah. the same kind of Doritos <laughs> and stuff. It was awesome. Oh my um, gosh. But yeah, I was out there um, for a month, man. It was honestly, it was one of the best times of my life. Um, yeah. Doing band rehearsals, uh, interviews, B-roll footage, yeah. vocal lessons, all this stuff. And I actually didn't even get an opportunity to audition because yeah. right when the audition started, me and 12 other artists, I think there was like 70 there. Yeah. Only 40 people make it on the show and then wow. they cut it down from there. Yeah. Uh, so I was, me and 12 other artists were sent back into isolation right as the audition started because we came into contact with one of their employees that oh had my COVID God. Oh and boy. we were taking COVID tests every other day, yeah, like yeah. twice a day, all yeah. just super, super strict guidelines and oh we were my sent back into isolation because of one of their employees, which looking back on it, I mean, I'm, I'm just grateful for the experience. Yeah, sure, I'm, I'm really sure. not like upset about like not making it on the show. Yeah. Especially the route that I want to take as a musician. I don't, yeah. I don't think it was for me in the first place. Ah, so it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because like all the people I met out there, we, we still all keep in contact oh, with nice. each other. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a really Everything cool happened for a reason. Yeah. Kind of Cause it's like, it's like a high stress situation and these yeah. people are coming and going. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's, it seems like a super, super promising opportunity. So like, the stakes feel high when you're in the midst of all that. So like everybody that was there, yeah. we kinda, they kind of would group up and get into the little, little clicks like you would in school. Yeah. Um, and we, and we all got to really know each other and we had a great time walking around LA to yeah. go eat, yeah. uh, going to the park and playing football and stuff, even though we weren't supposed to. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, that was, <laughs> oh, that well, was you're a, young. You're one young. of the coolest times of my life. For I sure, love it. For sure. Now was that the, is that the same as the Mad Life stage and studios uncovered artist finals or is that oh, different? Yeah. Yeah. The undiscovered, uh, artists, and then the uh, battle of the bands final. Talk yeah, about those, those that two. was going back to talking about doing music competitions. Yeah. Um, that those were two that I had participated in. Okay. Um, and, and they're super fun. Like you yeah. get to play like on a real stage with yeah. real lights, a real sound system. Were you at the Mad Life main yeah, stage? Yeah, it was yeah, Mad venue. Life main stage. So yeah. it's a great, great venue. If y'all haven't been there, you want to definitely check out uh, over in Woodstock. Absolutely. They got a uh, music on the patio almost every single day. And then yeah. they do uh, shows on the main stage. Mostly too. cover brands. I think they yeah, bring in yeah, there. For but. sure. 
Go ahead and talk about that. Was that with a band, Ethan, or were you? So the first one was a solo. It was a songwriter competition. Okay, yeah. Um, and I remember making it to the finals to that. Didn't place in the finals. And same thing with the 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 one I did with my old band called The Shift. Yeah. Um, we played it, made it to the finals, and then in the finals we didn't place. And yeah, I would just have I would have so much expectations for those competitions. And like what, me being competitive and having a sports background growing up, like yeah. it wouldn't sit well with me. Like not, to, what, not, not yeah, to placing win or winning. Yeah. yeah. Um, but getting to the finals, I was, when I was coaching soccer with my kids, uh, you know, I was like getting to the finals, win, lose, you're getting, a, you're getting some true. hardware. That is true. That is true. Right. It's the it, semis. I was always nervous about. There's definitely a point in time to pat yourself on the back. But yeah. I mean, as, as I, I mean, as I got a little bit older and more immersed in the music, I, I just kind of realized there's absolutely nothing wrong with with music competitions or songwriting right. competitions. It's just, I, I don't think art should be held as like a competition. Right. So, so yeah, I just kind of, I don't, I don't really do those anymore. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, the time has just flown by. So we want to encourage folks to go out and find one night, something inside. Love gets me nowhere. Message to you, Ethan Singer. Check him out. EthanSingerMusic.com for all his show dates. Be on the lookout for Blind Jive playing at uh, Chattahoochee Nature Center coming up, hopefully, yep. uh, end of September. It's just been fascinating. Any parting comments, any thoughts that you want to... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, big news. Uh, speaking of my own original music, yeah. September 3rd, uh, I have my new single coming coming out. I'm fine. Uh, I wrote this one with Woody Airwood and also he recorded, I recorded it with him as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super, super hyped for this one, man. And talk about Woody for those that might not. Um, so Woody is another local musician. Yeah. I was a fan of his original music. He's a fantastic songwriter. And so, yeah, we kind of just broke down and we just became really good friends. He wrote, we sat down and we wrote that song together. And for a while, we didn't, we really didn't do anything with it. We made a demo uh, in his studio mm-hmm. to record it for fun, just yeah. to see what it sounded like. And then we ended up going back and re-recording it and, and doing it's it It's coming real. out, so and be on the lookout. Yeah. EthanSingerMusic.com, y'all. Well, this is a good song, I'm telling y'all. I'm and telling uh, y'all. if, uh, Ethan, if you're not familiar with Radio Tucker, Jason Becknell is the uh, genius behind that. Radio Tucker is a, uh, as the name says, out of Tucker, Georgia. Their tagline is uh, locally programmed, globally enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, they feature homegrown musicians and uh, Georgia-based musicians. Yeah, I have to get my EP So you definitely want to get uh, your music over to Jason Becknell. Well, it's just been a killer uh, show. Appreciate you coming into the studio. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to future success. Absolutely, absolutely. God bless, brother. We're out of here. See y'all. Thanks to every place my song on the radio.